the Groove with Scotty Dubler. Friday, October 23rd, 2020, episode number 157. Guess what, Carter? What, Scotty? The season is over. It's done, officially. It, just, it seems like we just started it. It seems like we just started, but we knocked it out. I'm so tickled that they've got 15 out of the 16 rounds in. We would have had 16, but it, it decided to rain in your Queen City, so we uh, we had to cancel that one. But 15 QC? out of 16 is not bad. I'm amazed that they got that many in. Um, and it was a hell of a season, dude. There was a lot of great racing. Did Have you been like sleeping since you got home? Because you were up pretty late on Saturday. I didn't sleep Saturday night. I think <laughs> I left the track... Ricky Rackman rode with Mix. He was on his motorcycle, so he left it at the hotel. Yeah. We rolled back to the hotel. I think it was about 1.55 in the morning, and my flight boarded at 5.20. I had to pack up my bags and uh, stop and get gas in the rental car. So I did not sleep Saturday night. So, yeah, when I got home Sunday night, I think I slept 12 hours straight. I've definitely been there. Yeah, definitely been there. And, uh, yeah. And you deserved it, man. Hell of a season, long ass year. Uh, I think it was a hell of a hell of a night for everybody too, riders and and uh, and everyone involved, dude. It was a it was a long one, but uh, I don't know, man. It, it, there's something cool at the end of the year to look back and and I even did it with the crew on, on the motocross stuff. Look back and say, hey, you know, all everything that was going on, you still came out here and we still did what you love to do. Um, hats off to all the riders, everybody, especially AFT for making it happen this year. Um, hell of a deal for everybody and. Uh, Three new champions. Well, kind two of. new champions. Two new champions, one repeat. Let's talk yeah. about Friday night. I mean, uh, Chad Coase was Ooh. on a mission Friday night, man. Damn it, son. He looked good. And then I think the biggest surprise of the weekend, Johnny Lewis winning on that Royal Enfield, and he, he won it in going away fashion, too. He didn't just get out there and, and you know, barely win. Yeah. He, he put it on him. Yeah, he blew him out of the water on Friday. I mean, it wasn't even a competition. Um, and then I guess either Corey found something or or maybe they tried something on Johnny and he just didn't have it on Saturday. Or maybe it was just the track after all that, right? But Yeah, and, and the track changed. And when you yeah. don't have, you know, Johnny doesn't race with us all the time. So you have practice and then qualifying. Then it rains and then it we stopped. Then it rains and it stops. And the track was totally different. And it laid down rubber so uh, I don't know if the other bikes were just hitting the power to the ground. I know Corey, Corey was getting hole shot after hole shot this entire 2020 season. Yeah. And after he got up front, he just checked out. So, you know, hats off again, you know, to, to Corey as well for, for finishing the year strong. Didn't win the championship, but hey, another win for him at the end of the year. And uh, in the singles class, you know, Henry Wiles, he just showed you that he can still ride a motorcycle. It sucks that he kind of had to sit out there at Charlotte, but he only missed one race. Uh, but you know, he had a good season, too, and I'm glad he got a win there at the end of the year. And then Super Twins, Brandon Robinson, Dude, back-to-back Ws. Man. Did not see that coming at all. I mean, I knew I, Brandon I, Strong, I, right? And But, I mean, he's broken, what, two ankles this year, right? Two different ankles, but broke, broke both ankles. And he's still recovering from the second one, right? Like, dude was on crutches atop the podium both nights. Like, yeah, yeah. come on. Just, Nobody saw that yeah, coming. Yeah, I, I don't think anybody did. I think when, when you go to a racetrack where you've won before, it gives you a good feeling. Yeah. But that was on a single. Yeah. And he did it on an Indian, on a yeah. twin, on two different tracks. The, the track was totally different both nights. So uh, Robinson earned both wins, his seventh and eighth career Grand National victory. And, uh, man, he, you know, he swept before at Springfield, Illinois, a few years back. That was on a completely different motorcycle. But he's a good rider, and he's just had some bad luck. And... I'm happy for him to finish off the year with two wins. A lot of good storylines to finish off the year, man. I, I got to say, just from a fan's perspective, 
I don't know if it was different there and it was cool because it was like nostalgic Daytona short track. Some of the racing I was not super thrilled with, but I mean, you know, towards the end of the year, you're not really racing as hard for championships. It's to be expected a little bit, but like, I don't know. The super twins didn't seem like real racy to me at all. Well, and the, the track the second night, you know, after the rain, after they you know moved all that mud off, it was fast, it was smooth, but it was only one line, and it was on the very bottom. I yeah. was surprised nobody went off of the bottom line. I knew it was really slick off of turn number one, so maybe that spooked everybody. Yeah. But I was really hoping to see somebody else go find a different line. And, you know, some of the Super Twins mains this year were just a little bit too long, in my opinion. Yep. Uh, when they get spread out, you know, you kind of know who's going to win, and you're just waiting for the checkered flag. So uh, I, did, I did think Breyer matured a whole lot this season as a rider. Yeah. Uh, the, the few, few uh, two points on that in the semifinals he'd go search for different lines and he'd never done that in the past before so he, he figured out that was the time to do it because he's already guaranteed to be in the main so mm-hmm. that was the time for him to do that and then when he pulled over to let sammy halbert go by that's the smartest thing he could have done because sammy is a charger sammy wants to go up there and win the race Briar looked back saw with sammy gave him a couple of feet maybe yeah let sammy go by jumped in behind him so uh Breyer earned that championship uh, he did, you know, he knew where Meese was. He was right in front of him. So one more position is not going to cost him the championship. You know, if if Meese would have been up there leading the race, it might have been a different story. Breyer might have tried chasing him, but uh, Breyer's your champ, man, and he he earned it all season. Hundred percent, man. Yeah, it's a uh, super cool man to see uh, to see him do it again. Couldn't ask for a better champ, in my opinion. He he's hungry for it, and you know he he talked a lot about it on this week's uh, tank slapping as well, which is a, a great episode to listen to. Um, hearing about like uh, what drove him this year, and it was him um, thinking that you know people were probably doubting him being able to do it again which is kind of cool so um it's just cool to to have him uh repeat that because that is that does solidify you right like the i think somebody was saying earlier this week like you can win one but you win two and people are like all right it's legit so um real, real deal pretty cool yeah and i mean i don't know it was awesome to watch for spoli celebrate his um he busted his ass this year and definitely deserved it uh gave Corey a run for his money all year um, and just, I think it came down to the fact that, uh, he just had a couple races where he finished in, in front of him. Cordy, Cordy had a couple rough ones. So, um, I don't know, man, it, it's, it's cool to see, uh, it's always good to see, uh, the, the celebration at the end of the year, the, the flat track, uh, family come together and celebrate, you know, even though the banquet was short and, uh, at the end of a long day, um, it's still cool to kind of see everybody get their, you know, checks and awards and, and, uh, and watch the recap videos and celebrate the year. So, um, Another one in the books, man. A long off season here. I, who knows what's going to happen, but uh, we'll we'll keep going every week and doing what we do. Uh, I don't know, man. I, I think uh, all in all, I'm pretty stoked that they were racing this year for sure. Absolutely, I was I was so glad we got you know, like I said, 15 out of the 16 rounds in. I know normally we're running 18 rounds, but hey, we did the best they could. AFT did the best they could. Uh, I'm just happy they got some racing in. Uh, this weekend, I'm headed down to Mississippi to watch uh, Bubba Blackwell jump his Harley-Davidson XR750 over some things. Oh, Maybe Bubba. Jinx, I think. You don't know what he's jumping? I think, I, well, I think the last time we were down there when it rained out, we, we had, I think there was about 12 or 13 Jeeps in between the two ramps, but I don't yeah. know what we're jumping just yet. So uh, okay. we'll see. Tell Bubba I said hello. Hey, Bubba. I sure will. 
one more thing before we get into the episode we got to talk a little bit about patreon thank you for coming on uh you know who you are we love you we're going to start creating content here in the next week possibly doing some live videos we're really going to be ramping it up here in the off season uh giving some extra content on that patreon so if you haven't already go check it out if you're uh, interested in joining and want to help us out and help us uh you know be able to make more content and do extra stuff outside of the podcast um it's a great way to, to help support us so come check it out it's going to grow and grow each week um this time next year you won't you won't believe what we're doing on that thing so excited thanks to everybody who's signed up for that we really appreciate it we'll get you some fresh stuff next week i sent some pictures uh, of what i saw behind the scenes a little bit uh we sent some of that stuff out last weekend from daytona we're gonna do that all off season and during the regular season so we did mention the xr750 did we yeah bubba's jumping the xr750 harley so how about we have a harley davidson episode Oh, you wanted to dedicate this and only talk Harley? There's a few things we can do. We can call, uh, shit, Vanderkoyf got his first podium last last weekend. You want to call that dude? His first podium of the season, his first official trip to the podium, because the last time it was because Jared Meese got disqualified. So hey. we're calling it his first yeah, I say, podium. If you don't get to step on the box and celebrate, that's not really getting a podium. He, he finished third. Uh, he finished third that race. He didn't get a podium. He sure, he sure did. But Daytona, dude was on the on the box. And he earned it. Yeah. He led laps for the first time in his career. Absolutely. No, he busted his ass. And I think he did well all season. Am I, wasn't he like the highest points finisher for all the Harleys? Yep. Yeah. Vandekoy finished up did you ninth see, in the point standings. Did you see Joe that happening before the year? Brian Smith 13th. No, I did not. Yeah. I like, didn't. I don't you know, think. You, you bring you, you bring a hard-charging rookie, Dalton Gauthier. Expect him to go up there and battle for some wins. And then you also have the KG veteran, Brian Smith. You expect him to be win A former champion, uh, yeah. Like, yeah, and Smith's best finish was a third yeah, on I, a mile, which you expect that. Vandekoy finished off with a third and eighth at Daytona. Yeah, it's good stuff. Let's give Captain Chaos a call and see what the hell he's got going on. I think he's up in PA, actually. Call him up. Let's do it. Captain Chaos. Yo, what is happening? Nothing, man. I just, we're talking Harley on Off the Groove. And so we had to call and talk to the highest finishing Harley in the point series in 2020 and say what's going on. Man, not too much. I guess uh, I've been the longest on the XG, huh? Three years. Yep. It's been, uh, <laughs> yep. yep. You're no the veteran. Else has done it. So do I get a ward? Do I get an award for so. this? I, I think so. Let me see what we can come up with. Hey, uh, I just really want to say, you know, what got into you at Daytona? A third and an eighth? I mean, you actually got to be on the box. I mean, you know, I know you had a third before, but that one kind of, you didn't get to celebrate. So what got into you this last weekend? I'd say uh, just track positioning. Honestly, it was uh, starting on the front row. It was huge for us. The, the class is pretty stacked. So it was kind of like one of those deals as far as, Man, I mean, starting on the third, fourth row, you're going to end up back there. Um, the guys are fast where, you know, even the second day when I got eighth, we're on the same lap times as the leaders. It's just, right. where where did you start? I started on the third row. So that's where we ended up. <laughs> so I got you. Did you celebrate after your first official time on the podium? No. Uh, actually went back to Brandon Robinson's house, and we had frozen pizzas and a Coke. <laughs> then... <laughs> So it's kind of like after the after the race the next day we kind of drink some drink some beers at, at around with the banquet and uh, yeah, yeah. from there now I'm just at the Bauman household getting ready for the wedding drinking some beers around the fire and hanging out. You're you're so, really strong. It, I mean, you, go ahead. 
so it could be an interesting interview if you guys really want to get in detail. Oh, okay. So you were <laughs> strong all season long. Did you think you'd be the highest, you know, finisher on the factory Harley team? Honestly, yeah. You know, like I've kind of known getting into the years with Harley, like what the bike's going to be like, what the team's like. And these guys are still learning the bike and learning their mechanics and stuff like that, where I've kind of had it down, you know, and I've been the test guy for three years now to be like, all right, the bike's kind of built for me, you know? And it was, that was, that was huge going into the season as far as that. So I mean, going into the season, it was kind of like right off the bat, like the first test, Brian Dalton wasn't comfortable. And it was just kind of like, I was already up to speed. Okay. I gotcha. What that speed is, we don't know, but it was speed. <laughs> it's it's Vandekoy speed. That's what it is. Yeah. So how hard was it to sit there and watch it rain and rain and rain? And then the grader came out and then it rained some more. I, 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 I honestly thought there's no way we're getting this race in until like three in the morning. And then as soon as we... We we start you know the the greater stopped. Did you think we were gonna race at all? Did you? I mean, I thought we were we we're done until the next day. I thought we were done in general. Like the next day looked horrible on Sunday. Like the rain. Um, I knew there was like short windows on Saturday night of like, hey, we can get the track ready, but by the time we get it ready, rain's gonna come. I mean, mm-hmm. the one mm-hmm. time it was downpouring so hard, and we're like, I'm out of my leathers crack open a coke eating a sandwich eating my goldfish just hanging out and right. we're watching the grader go around and they said hey be in staging in 10 minutes i'm like what <laughs> yeah. yeah we're like whatever <laughs> yeah so like i heard i've got my leathers on stacked some tarot songs i'm like man this man event's gonna get gnarly there's some red flags we get up in staging rains again rains again they uh-huh. did that like three four times mm-hmm. and so at this time i'm just like man i just want this night to be over with i'm not racing for points Right. I'm on the third row for this main event. Let's just go home and, t- you know, split the money evenly like we did at North Carolina. But yeah, it was yeah. cool getting it in and getting the last race of the season. You know, Briar wrapped up his championship, but it was just, it, it was tough because it was like him and me's one of the race, and the rest of the guys were like, hey, you know, the after party sounds pretty good. Yeah, go for it. <laughs> we'll see. We'll see at the Ale House. <laughs> yeah, that's what I mean. I was like, let's go to the Ale House. These guys can mud wrestle or whatever they want to do. Yeah. But, so uh, yeah, it's, it's <laughs> nice to get the season over with. <laughs> Absolutely. Hey, that that track after they graded off, you guys were already laying rubber down on like lap number five with all that rain. I was like, there's no way that's happening either. Honestly, like I'm not gonna say because I wanted that thing deep, gnarly, wet to where like we're Rough. running up by the grass line. Yeah. Just because you know, coming from the back, I thought it'd been better racing for the fans. But that was the yep. smoothest the track was all weekend. I think yeah, I it's the smoothest I've ever racy. seen it. Yeah. 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 I mean, I've only been there a few years since I turned pro, but it was like that was the most consistent, smoothest, but shitty racing. Yeah. Um, yeah. I, going into the race, they're asking us like, "What do you think?" And I'm like, "You guys need to dig this thing up for the next like af- even after I podium, I'm like, we need to dig this thing up, get it gnarly." Yeah. They're like, yep. "All right," so they dug it, but they didn't mm-hmm. put no water on it. <laughs> Right. So just brushed right back off, and I was like, "All yep. right, here we go." Yep. So, so how about your boy B Rob? Back to back? Did you did you see that coming? Because I sure didn't. I didn't see the back to back. No, I didn't see that. But man, he was he was sitting on pole. I was like, "All right, well, he had to race the semi or nothing." So he's he's on pole for the main, and I knew Briar and Jared weren't going to be pushing to to win that thing. I mean, of course, mm-hmm. Jared was, but 
it was kind of like it was cool i mean i went back and stayed at the house with him and we hung out and it was cool to see him do that definitely after his season uh breaking both his ankles having surgery and racing still with a broken foot but once we're on the podium i was like hey dude get rid of them damn crutches you're on the freaking top of the box like put milk in it (laughs) yeah that's it you won two nights (laughs) in a row put those crutches down yeah, he's freaking standing up there with his crutches. I'm like, all right, cocksucker, here you go. <laughs> hey, how about how about uh, passing passing Briar? You passed Briar on Friday night, dude. Well, yeah, like he got into the first corner a little hot because him and me's had a drag race getting in. So I was uh-huh. like, I don't want to be a part of this. I wouldn't be in that progressive banner near him. Right. So I backed I backed off pretty early and cut her down. I wouldn't call it a pass, but more just using my head for the first time in my career. <laughs> well, you look back and you're like, well, are, are you are you done or are you are, are yeah. we gonna let it back in front of you or was there any of that going on? No, definitely wasn't gonna let him in front of me. I want to go out there and win, but it's like, all right, who's there? You know, is okay. so. It, I mean, it's Halbert there. He's gonna take my bars or like whoever you know, like right. Opening laps in the main, everyone's getting shuffled around. It was kind of like I looked back and I was like, holy cow, I got like five bike lengths, like. I'm pretty comfortable with this. Let let everyone settle in. So, yeah, it was pretty cool. That was, that was the first time I actually led some laps too. So, awesome. Good job, man. Let's uh let's wrap this thing up. And talk about the wedding. Are we gonna have some fun on Sunday night or what? The wedding's gonna be pretty damn fun. I mean, I got a group of the guys here right now around a campfire drinking some beers. Why don't we have some guest appearances? Like get on here. All right. Well, pass the phone around. All right, Scotty Duber, off the groove. Yeah, he's on. We're live right now. He's asking about the wedding. Who am I talking to? Yeah, Briar Bauman, Bronson Ooh. Bauman, Corey Tech, Zach Taylor, Barry Bauman. Wow. What up, so dude? is it is this pre-wedding get-together? Uh, yeah. I think that everyone's just trying to survive until the wedding to try and make sure everything's like in order. All right. So you're getting primed up for the wedding. Is that what we're doing? Just taking it easy and just building up to the Sunday, you know, the big event. Everyone's trying to build their stamina. I know that. All right. All right. Stop practices throughout the week. <laughs> yeah. We're recording right now. Yeah. I heard Corey. I heard. I heard. So the whole squad is together. The only one missing right now yeah. is Robinson. Jake Johnson ain't here. Oh, okay. Uh, kind of squad father out, but I mean, Texter is here. We we allowed him to come hang out and eat dinner tonight. It's my city. Yeah. Oh, it's your city? My city, man. All right. Well, you're making both podcasts. So did Briar, man. You guys are big timing it this week. Uh, how does Scotty know about the dude? You can't know about the. Are, are you the guest, Jared? Yeah. You're scraping the bottom of the baseball, man. <laughs> hey, he got he got third at Daytona. Yeah, yeah. But Corey won it. That was the first week. Barely got third. He almost went down. Barely. Barely. He's still. You, hey, Jared, you got the trophy, don't you? On a Harley, dude. There you go. That's that's why we had him on here. It's a Harley episode. All right, we'll let you guys get back to your bonfire party. I wasn't invited. That's okay. You know, it's all right. I'm I live in Oklahoma. I'll sit over here, do my own thing. Pull up. Pull up. Pull up a chair. I gotta go watch a Harley Davidson fly this weekend down in Mississippi. So I got I gotta take care of that with Bubba. Nice man. Yeah. Congratulations everyone on a great season. Have fun Sunday. All right. All right. See you. Later, man. Later. Wow. That went off the rails real quick. <laughs> I think they're having a little bit of fun already. Just getting ready for the wedding.
wedding, you know? I mean, yeah, wait, it's I, like I three nights before the wedding, though. Are they just doing an all week thing? I think, yeah. Well, you, you got to build up to the big celebration, I think. Right. Well, I think it was Briar on the call that said we're trying to build up a tolerance of trying to get everybody ready. Um, yeah. That's going to be a good time, man. And talk about the Flat Track family coming together, man. That'll be something that everybody across the country celebrates uh, as they celebrate on Sunday. So uh, from off the groove, to Briar and Shayna, congratulations, guys. Nothing but the best on Sunday, and uh, and may your future be awesome together. Good luck in the future. I can't wait to see three Baumwins at the racetrack in 2021. And that was my favorite part of uh, this week's tank slapping. At the very end, Briar's like, hey, Corey, after Sunday, Shayna's going to be a Bauman. <laughs> nice <laughs> that's good nice. stuff uh so we talked to vanderkoy talked to him a little bit about you know his season and, and you know the last few races of the year um why don't we just uh call up evan and see what he's got going on this film you you and i have been talking about this film that i've been helping him with but we haven't really talked right. much about it on here uh you want to give evan a call right. and see where he's at with it well we kind of couldn't really talk about it but harley davidson xr750 is celebrating 50 years i know at some of the harley dealerships they had some posters i've got one of the collector's posters and evan's got a little project he's working on let's uh call him up and talk about it let's do it evan sin hey man what's going on hey hey how are you scotty I'm good. We've had you on a couple times. I guess uh, the last big time was when you made this movie called The Fast and Left Film. And I've been kind of seeing on social media, you got a new project in the works. Can you talk about that a little bit? Yeah. Um, after Fast and Left, thankfully, due to some of the uh, premieres and going to different cities and hanging out with new people, um, tour showed the film uh, in Portland and Harley davidson promoted the event and got to talking to those guys and um you know it's the 50th anniversary of the greatest motorcycle ever made and so uh we we got in the talk in portland about making this happen and uh finally it's uh everything's in the can and editing is underway so yeah i'm doing a film with harley davidson for uh the 50th anniversary of the xr750 Oh man, that is so cool. So I've I've been told you've been to several of Flat Track, the kings of Flat Track, I guess. I don't know how else to put this, but I've heard you went to Scotty Parker's house. Uh, I, there's a list of others, but we'll start with Scotty. What was it like going to his house and hanging out with him? Oh, it was amazing. Um, I'm relatively new to the sport, so four years in now, and uh, you know to go from. Uh, the guys from fast and left who obviously mean the world to me um and then show up at scotty parker's front doorstep was was it's crazy um watching these these races with him and just how he handles the bike and um i mean he's he's the goat you look at the record books and he's the greatest of all time so to show up and um talk to him was just it was an absolute trip it was amazing well, let's go on down the list. Then the next up, you know, Parker, nine-time champ, Cars, seven-time champ. What was it like going out to Pennsylvania and visiting with him? That was awesome. So I basically did a kind of a flat track um, Hall of Fame road trip. So I left from <laughs> Kansas and went to all these guys' houses and talked to them on camera and kind of went through their private collection. So, um, yeah, I used to joke that I wouldn't drive hours to see family and now i'm um, i mean all added up i went from kansas to 
Pennsylvania and pretty much two hours from New York, kind of to put that into perspective, um, to talk about flat track. So Chris was kind enough to uh, let me in his house and uh, we talked we talked flat track for a long time and he um, that guy is fast, 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 but uh, also I mean, he knows just what to say. He was saying some stuff in that interview that just, you know, gave me goosebumps listening to him and as a filmmaker, sometimes you get this feeling of like, you know, you hear a certain line and you just know that's in the cut. So Chris was full of those and he's, he's awesome on camera. Could, could you give me a little tease about something like that? He said something that was really cool that you can tease us with. Well, definitely he had. So um, I talked to Jeffrey Carver as well, because Jeffrey's the last guy to win on the XR 750. And what's cool was when I was at Jeffrey's house, we ended up watching um, Prince of Peoria on VHS in his uh, camper. And mm-hmm. uh, so Jeff, Jeffrey was telling me how much Chris Carr meant to him growing up. Later on, I'm talking to Chris Carr, and I kind of bring up, you know, the, the next generation of, of the XR750 and what it's done past his, past his career. And he brings up Jeffrey Carver winning on the, the XR and the things he has to say about Jeffrey um, – it was pretty amazing to hear those words come out of his mouth um, about Jeffrey, who uh, is a friend of mine now because of all this. But um, I, I know Jeffrey's going to get a kick out of uh, Chris Carr kind of uh, saying some amazing things about him. And that's just one, you know, not to mention what Chris says about the bike and Harley Davidson as a brand. So it, it, he's full of them. You got to hang out with Carver as well, like you just mentioned in his motorhome. He was the last guy to win on the XR XR750 down at Texas in 2017. What did that win mean to him? You know, I think it fits Jeffrey's story so well of a guy who can do so much without big sponsorship, without big money. Here's a guy who can just be a demon on a motorcycle, but also I don't I I think uh positive energy is magnetized to him and um and those great winds are magnetized to him as well so for jeffrey to hop on this motorcycle you know in the back of a van (laughs) where uh he's he's, you know battling these haulers to have him win on that was was pretty remarkable absolutely then the the natural jay springsteen fresh out of high school goes out there and wins three championships and gets teamed up with bill warner you had to have a lot of fun hanging out with springer jay was just i I think jay and i talked for two and a half hours uh off camera before we fired the camera up and it was pretty clear to me that um like here's a guy who here's a guy who just had fun with it and uh could just hop on a bike and do it you know he didn't seem meticulous or too in his head or um too absorbed by the the intricacies of flat track but it was more about you know i think i'm gonna hop on this bike and win this thing so (laughs) and and through this film and through the harley davidson archive uh you know i got hooked up with a film like uh the young matadors and seeing jay in 1980 you know trying to go for number four and like here's this guy who uh you know, races motorcycles, but then um, enjoys quiet time at home and hunting with his black lab uh, to go to to his house, which is that same house that he bought when he was 18, uh, 
was 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 pretty remarkable. And uh, mm. having a cup of coffee with him on the back porch, uh, you know, talking about his race career was 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 insane. It was cool. I want to move on to Mert Lawwell. He won his championship back in 1969, and and he is just one heck of a guy. He's really down to earth. Um, tell me about your visit out there with him in California. Yeah. So when this project started, I kind of had this, you know, dream of you know telling the story from Mert to, to Jeffrey and everyone in between, and I kind of thought Mert's on Mert's on the list, but can I make it happen? Can I make it happen? And uh, it was something that sometimes I'm kind of a pessimist when it comes to scheduling and contacting and people's interests. And it was pretty easy to uh, get a hold of Mert. And um, he immediately just said, you know, I'm on board when. And um, he he told me to uh, remind them. So like we put it on a calendar and he said, remind me before you come out here. This is San Francisco. Remind uh-huh. me before you come out, and uh, we'll do the interview. And so I, you know, got some plane tickets and booked a small crew, got some gear from a rental house in San Francisco, got all this on the books, and then I realized, oh, I haven't. And this is like a week before I go out there. I haven't told Mert, you know, <laughs> I haven't reminded Mert. Uh-huh. And then so I send Mert a message and I say, uh, Hey, Mert, are we still good for the 17th? And he says, you know, of this month or next month. Uh-oh. Thought, oh god Uh-oh. oh god you know Uh-oh. and um come to find out as i got to know him he was messing with me with that email. <laughs> he knew exactly <laughs> when it was but he wanted to scare me a little bit and so um on any sunday is the greatest motorcycle movie ever made but they don't show how funny and kind mert lawwell is that guy absolutely floored me by his hospitality and his kindness and how damn funny he is. Wow. So after we interviewed him and this is kind of a trip for me. So Mert still lives in the same house in Tiburon from on any Sunday. And it was freshly built in that movie. Wasn't even a year old in that movie. So when you see it, it's just kind of a a hill with no trees or anything. And now there's a lot of uh, foliage and he's expanded. So where I sat and interviewed Mert was the exact spot where he spun the wheel in on any Sunday. Wow. How how cool is that? Oh, it was amazing. I mean, it was absolutely amazing. So, yeah, to talk to Mert in the garage where Bruce Brown was, uh, was just incredible. And as we were leaving Mert's house, we asked him, you know, what was, you know, what are some fun things to do in Tiburon? And he mentioned a few things. And then he said, or oh, you guys could uh, enjoy a cocktail on the back porch with me. <laughs> and from his back porch, you can see uh, the Golden Gate Bridge. And, wow. Uh, so we, di- we didn't say no to that. And we almost overstayed our welcome at birth. We were there till uh, <laughs> the early hours of the morning. And he was an absolute gem. Oh, man. When you just told me that story, I had goosebumps on top of goosebumps on top of goosebumps and the mm-hmm. hairs on my, on my neck were standing up, man. How that's so cool to be, to get to go do that. I'm, I'm so happy for you. And the last one on my list here is Bill Warner, you know, the winningest crew chief, the guru of the XR 750. How was that visit? Bill was, Bill was cool. He, uh, he knows 
so much. And obviously he's, I mean, at this point he's on camera talent. So he knows how to deliver um, knowledge uh, to the camera, you know, with his, with his time on, on television. So Bill was an encyclopedia of, of knowledge on the XR walking through his collection of golden wrenches and, and wins was just, I mean, mind boggling to see someone who has done so much um, with the sport and so knowledgeable about every single detail of the bike was just incredible. I, I, I'm sure it was. I just don't even know where I'd begin to even start talking to him about that stuff. Um, tell me one thing that you didn't know about the XR750 that you learned and was told repeatedly by these these riders. Was there one certain thing that stuck out? Well, so, I mean, before I was in the flat track, I actually went to a Harley dealership. This is a decade ago. I thought mm -hmm. maybe I, I should start riding motorcycles and um, went to a Harley dealership. And I'm, you know, I'm a smaller guy and there wasn't a lot of stuff that kind of fit my shape and size. And uh, I'm walking around this dealership in Wichita and this guy comes out and says, uh, hey, do you see any motorcycles you like? And I pointed up to the, uh, I pointed up to this, basically this uh, locked off awning. And uh, I said, I like that motorcycle. And it was an XR750. And he says, well, that yeah. one's not for sale. So that was my first, that was, and I knew nothing about motorcycles at that time, but I knew like, to me, that's what a motorcycle looks like. So entering all this, I knew very little about the XR750. And then when I got more into flat track and traced its histories and watched old races and listened to people talk, I came to know much more about the XR. So when I got this project, I was like a kid in school again. I was buying books. I was watching videos. I was uh, reading articles. I was calling people and asking, who, who do I need to talk to? So um, I learned a lot through this. So then I find out about books um, like Harley Davidson XR750, The Complete History by Alan Girdler. So, mm -hmm. And Alan's written quite a few articles. And so I'm buying these books and I have notes on the wall. My office kind of looks like um, season one of True Detective right now with, uh, <laughs> with charts and, and arrows and uh, what's happening? Where did this come from? So let's uh -huh. see, one thing I learned about the XR, I mean, people don't talk about those first two years too much if you just see the bike for what it's done mm -hmm. and you're not aware of the iron years. I mean, that was, that was eye-opening to me, especially when, you know, that's when Bruce Brown filmed Mert Lawwell on, in, on any Sunday. So right. watching that film, I, I did always wonder, like, why is he breaking down so much? Well, guess what bike he's on? He's on the IMXR, which was never meant to be a race bike. It was rushed. And they knew they had something good, but they knew they had to get rid of the iron parts, but mm -hmm. it was time to race this new bike, and it just wasn't ready. So that's one thing that was definitely, definitely something I didn't want to ignore because it is part of the story. Right. And everyone from, I mean, and Mert even admits, like, he said the Iron XR was a disaster and the Alloy XR was perfection. Wow. that That's a statement right there. That's awesome. Right. So when do you expect this project to be done? This year. H how long do I have to sit here 
and twiddle my thumbs and wait to see it. I mean, I'm I'm dying. I've just I've just heard about this. You know, I've watched your social media posts and and now that I know you visit all these legends, how long do I have to wait before I can see it? Not long, because I want to see it too. You know, it's not <laughs> it's not a finished thing yet. It's okay. it, this is kind of deja vu talking about fast and left because I started, uh-huh. you know, I kind of had to, you know, get that thing out in time and people were ready to see it. So it'll be out very soon. Uh, that's okay. that's that's for sure. It will be out very soon. But you know, I need to quit wasting my time on phone calls if I'm going to make it happen. <laughs> <laughs> so so you want me to hang up with you, right? I gotcha. I Not gotcha. yet. Not yet. So so I heard that uh, Gary over. Uh, overseas is kind of helping you with the script is uh is he going to be doing the narration of this or are are you hiring somebody because i'd i'd like to put throw my name in the hat you know if you're if you're looking yeah, for somebody throw your name in the hat i'll give you All some right. of the script you throw your name in but yeah thankfully um i'm not so much of a writer in fact i went to i first went to school for creative writing and i learned that me not write so good so i could <laughs> i could hold a camera but i couldn't hold a pen so I was kind of struggling, like, how am I going to make this this um, web of a story cohesive? And I approached Gary, and he Gary's response to my question was perfect. I asked Gary if he would write um, a script for a documentary film. And Gary says, I've never done anything like that before, so I'm interested. Nice. Which I, I like think that. is a pretty cool approach of life. Like, you know, there's certain things, if you haven't done them before, you might just think about doing it. And Gary knocked it out of the park. So um, Perfect. I, I, I sent Gary my scrambled notes. Whether he used them or not, I didn't care. But I thought, you know, this, this, is, this is too much for me. I'm going to send it to him. And Gary, obviously, you know, if you stack up all the Sideburn magazines, mm-hmm. you've got about three feet of flat track stories. So this guy right. knows flat track and knows stories. So even just him saying yes to the project was a huge relief for me. And he knocked the script out of the park. He did a great job. Awesome. What what I what I like about this, and it's just like your, your first movie, the Fast and Left movie, and it's like Sideburn. It's a whole different perspective, I guess, because I've seen it you know, for my whole life, I've seen the exact same thing over and over and over. And I like how on a Sunday was a different perspective. And they followed Mert and told the story of, of you know, how it's like living in a van and, and racing each weekend and racing for that championship. And then, you know, Gary has a different perspective and, and it comes through in his magazine. And obviously a newer perspective as you in the fast and left. I just can't wait to see how this whole project comes together. And, and I can't wait to see it. Good, thank you. So, you want me to let you go so you can get back to work? <laughs> yeah, you know I'm rendering now, so we got a few more minutes. All right. Well, well, tell tell me anything anything else you can share about the movie. Let's see. Um, I will say if you want a crazy story, and it, it definitely adds. I'm not gonna I'm not gonna give away the punchline, but uh, if you want a good story from Mert, you talk about how he. <laughs> how he travels co- cross country because it makes that okay. scene in the movie it makes it a it, it makes a lot more sense when you see in the film how he showed up you know minutes before practice after driving <laughs> 24 hours straight yeah. hearing how Mert traveled the country was uh it's not in the film but my god that guy knew how to travel across the country in an automobile okay 
All right. I like it. I like it. I, I'm sure, you know, the racers of today will, will and, and, and the older racers that are fans here on, on Off the Groove will I like that because I know a lot of people have tra- traveled to the races and, and everybody travels a little bit different. So I'm sure everybody's story is a little bit unique. So I, I can't wait to hear that story. Yeah. If so, tell it. I don't know. <laughs> All right. I'll see what I can do. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to try to have him on our podcast. Good. Do you know at this point, I know it's still early on and you're not quite done with it, but do you know how people will be able to see this film? Um, yeah, we'll make it pretty easy, uh, whether it's uh, on Harley-Davidson TV, which is a you know kind of a constant streaming service. We'll, we'll make it easy for, for people to see it. And um, you know, I'm starting to get confident and happy enough with it that uh, hopefully you know, we'll kind of run the uh, motorcycle film circuit again. And uh, when, when all this stuff settles down, hopefully get some motorcycle racers together and watch a movie in the theater again. Okay, that'd be awesome. So I'd love to come to the premiere like we did at the Fast and Left. Uh, you know, Carter even oh, yeah. flew in and we drove up for that. So, dude, keep us keep us in mind. I'd love to be a part of it. Um, and thanks for, for talking to us about it here on Off the Groove. Uh, you, so we want people to follow, you know, the Fast and Left right now. You want, you want people to follow you to keep up with it or just keep an eye on Harley Davidson or what should we do? Yeah, yeah. Follow a Fast and Left film and I'll post plenty about it and then, once uh, I get some content from the film to Harley, they'll they'll do the same. So um, and Gary, you know, will do the same. So um, you know, honestly, like I said, like it's kind of crunch time for me to start making some stuff. So uh, content will be uh, showing up day by day from here on out. Awesome, man. Before we let you go, do you want to say thanks to anyone? Oh well, of course, thanks to Harley Davidson for uh, you know choosing me for this project and letting me uh, do what I want with it because. Um, you know, uh, I like to do things a little differently and uh, have fun with it. So they've been letting me do that. And a big thanks to Gary from Sideburn uh, for the strip. He, once again, he, he made my life a lot easier and made the film a lot better because of it. And Carter, behind the scenes, helped me out a lot on this film. And uh, my good friend Lance Phillips, who's been my post-production supervisor, he's been keeping all, all, all things in a row and making that happen. And um, definitely every racer uh, from Jeffrey to Parker to Springer and Werner and Mert and Chris Carr for letting me in their houses and letting me uh, be in their ear about a motorcycle for a few hours. Uh, That means the world to me. So cool. Uh, Special, of course, thanks to your wife for letting you go play and all these, you know, play from flat track for a little while. But uh, hey, man, thanks for stopping by the podcast. I look forward to seeing this film. Thank you. Thank you both so much. Dude, I'm just going to go ahead and say it. I'm a super fan. You know, he's a a storyteller without even really telling stories like that. He said that wasn't his strongest deal. But when he puts a film together, Uh, he can tell a story. That's the thing, dude. Like, like, like fast and left. Right. He did it on his own dime. He went to a local track and did it. Now he's actually got, you know, Harley Davidson putting a little bit behind to let him do what he can do. And you and I have seen little clips of this. We're not going to give, like, he, he showed us a, what, a little four-minute clip of it before we hopped on here. Mm-hmm. I'm still, my jaw is still on the ground watching it, dude. Like, people are going to love this film. Yeah. I, I can't I, wait to I see wait. the fans' reaction. I can't wait to see Harley's reaction. I can't wait to see, you know, Bill Warner, oh, Scotty Parker. They're going to, like, how they look. And, like, it's going to, uh, dude, I can't wait. I can't wait. I can't wait, too. I hope he does a premiere 
like you did fast and left yeah. and you're coming by Shit. the way where would it be milwaukee absolutely it has to be oh dude i gotta go see it i've never been up there we gotta go we gotta go what yeah been to milwaukee no no i see the fawns yeah standing by the by the water with his thumbs up i gotta check it out you got you got to and if we go we'll spend a little time there we're gonna go to the museum yeah we'll have some fun we'll have some fun so i i'm going no matter what it is if if i gotta if i gotta uh something else we're canceling it well i've got some uh i've got some frequent flyer miles saved up so you know that's kind of what i cashed in before i think i got enough saved up again to uh to do it again so when that when that time comes uh you know towards the end of the year i think it's a perfect way to end 2020 get a badass harley film on the xr 750 dude so cool catching up with evan he's got a good story and i can't wait to see this movie that's just the stuff he told us about too like right (laughs) if he's hanging out with mert lawwell drinking cocktails on the back bench looking at the golden gate bridge what else came up dude who knows all right, dude. Another one in the can. We'll have to check in with Evan as we get uh, as that thing, you know, gets wrapped up. We'll make sure that everybody else is uh, aware, well aware of how to make sure you follow them on social media. Cool, man. What do you got going on this weekend? I got a whole lot of home stuff. You know, I've been traveling for the past whatever. Honey so. the honey yeah, list. the honey do list, man. I literally <laughs> got to get the sprinklers fixed. I got to do some lawn stuff. I got to pull some bushes, like all that stuff. You know, just get you know. So you kind of have kind of skimped out on something. You know, that guy named Davis Fisher didn't win anything so maybe are you going to shave something when we're live or? i'm supposed to shave my head which we oh, will do see? which we see? will do last week you said it was your eyebrows or your beard no the eyebrows I no see you're you're confusing yourself because last week nope. you said head and or you said i don't know what you said last week but I it was not what you just said right head. now you said eyebrows listen i didn't know nothing about the eyebrows you're jeffrey carver was eyebrows i don't have to shave the eyebrows okay. but davis fisher. davis fisher did not win Davis, if you're listening, it's whatever, dude. I've shaved my head before, so I'm gonna shave my head. And uh, okay, good. Yeah, good. we'll do that at some point this off season. It'll be uh, maybe something okay, we post gonna, post to the patrons. The patrons can watch me do it live. My girl will it's shave on, my head. It's on live. my dry erase board, so we're not. I'm not gonna let you forget. <laughs> yeah. All right. We'll do it. Uh, we'll figure it out, dude. What do you got going on? You're gonna go watch Bubba Jump, and then what? I'm gonna. I'm not just gonna watch. I help set everything up. I, oh. you know, I ride all the motorcycles. I thought I you were just going down the there bikes. to just watch. No, dude. I'm kidding. I help him set up the ramps. I ride all the motorcycles and warm them up. We do. Dude, stunt plug shows. that shit. Where are you gonna be? Tell people to come watch you. Laurel, Mississippi. Laurel, Mississippi. Laurel, Mississippi. If you're anywhere near there, come on down. There's this big place called Hellfighters. Hellfighters. It is humongous. It's a huge building. They've huge. got all kinds of stuff. Huge. Huge. They've got all kinds of stuff for sale. They got jeeps. They got clothes. They've got guns. They've got all kinds of stuff. Nice. Anyways, we're gonna have some fun. Uh, they actually, the gentleman that owned the place passed away. I They're know. Gonna do a celebration of life for him on Friday afternoon. Okay. And then we're jumping on Saturday. I say we because I'm there uh, in spirit. I'm I was about to say, them. man, if you're I'm throwing, an, if you're, it. if you're on the back of that XR750 and jumping, no, I'm gonna come watch that. No, thank you. No, thank you. Yeah. So I help set up the ramps. I warm up the bikes. We do stunt shows. And then during the jump, I'm the hype man. I get everybody fired up. I get them excited. And then he jumps his Harley Davidson XR750 over a bunch of Jeeps, it sounds like, this weekend. And when he lands successfully, then we park it. And then he uh, signs autographs. And then we tear it all down. And we move on to the next show. But this is supposed to be his last jump. Wow. That's something. Yeah. Exactly, but this one's supposed to be the last one of his career. Has he ever said that before? 
Yes, he said that in Peoria, Illinois, four or five years ago, I think. I can't remember when it was. I got a picture of me and him and Ronnie Jones, the three amigos, at that uh, in front of the ramp. But. Bubba, if you're listening, nobody likes a quitter. <laughs> Rehab's for quitters. <laughs> yeah. All right. Talk you're to you next week. I'll talk to you next week. Um, we got a big one next week, talking about Indian motorcycles. Just gonna leave it at that. Not the Polaris ones. You big tease. What else? Have fun with your honeydews. We'll talk to you next week. Peace! Hey Siri, how many motorcycles are made in India? Okay, I found this on the web. Five great bikes that are made in India. Yeah, none that are racing flat track. None that are racing flat track. You gave it away.